God's grace and God's mercy is so rich and it can't be contained and begins to leak out. now for Psalms 103 part 8. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because brother you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television or social media or at brothersoftheword.com. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. We'd like to share just a little humor One day a man is walking down the street when he sees an old man with a nice looking dog. He goes over to the man and asks, he said, does your dog bite? The old man replies, no, never. And when the man bends down to pet the dog, it immediately takes a snap at his hand. The man says, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. I did, replied the old man, but this isn't my dog. (laughs) I appreciate the extra laughs, Clayton. (laughs) Well, we're sharing the final part of Psalms 103. Man, we've been having a wonderful time, been having fun sharing this particular chapter of Psalms 103, one of the great classics, and I've had an opportunity to just really enjoy going back through it, renewing our minds to it, to the wonderful resources equipment that God gives us, the wonderful nuggets that God will tuck and hide in scripture. And he lays it up for us. He lays it up for us to discover and to use and utilize in our lives. And I am just so grateful that we had an opportunity to walk through Psalms 103. We found out about worship. We found out how he satisfies our mouths with good things, fills our life with good things, renews our youth, how you can live to be young. <laughs> you all heard what I said, you can live to be young, you can live to be young. He renews our youth as the eagles, and he forgives all of our iniquities. He heals all of our diseases. And man, you walk in this life. You're walking in this life. He's always constantly forgiving you. He's always constantly healing you. And so we're just rejoicing over the wonderful benefits that we have in Psalms 103. He redeems our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Praise God. And then we drop down. I just wanted to share a couple of other portions of Psalms 103. It drops down into verse 11 and 12. begins talking about the vastness of the merciful dealings of God. The vastness of it. The vastness of it. It really gets to a point where it's really hard to comprehend the vastness of the merciful dealings of God. And it makes a reference that as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward you. Man, as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward you. And 
when you really stop to think about how high the heaven is above the earth. I remember years ago, I heard a little scientific fact, and I just love the way they put it. And they were just sharing an illustration to show you just how far, and it was in particular, it was talking about the sun, how far the sun is from the earth. They said that if you took a, a newborn baby, and you put a newborn baby in a little capsule, and you shot that capsule toward the sun at 100 miles per hour. When that baby lands on the sun, of course it would be burned up. But uh, <laughs> taking heat out of the equation, <laughs> if you take a poor little, little baby, <laughs> if you remove the heat from the equation, and when that baby would land on the sun, the baby would be around 100 years old. That's going at 100 miles per hour, taken out from birth. By the time he lands on the sun, be 100 years old. That's how far the heaven is above the earth. Now, when you start thinking about the vastness of that, this is what David started getting a glimpse of, the, the vastness of God's mercy toward us. I mean, it's, it's almost unfathomable how great it is. And so he begins talking about these great distances. I also saw... A calculation that if you drove from the earth to the sun, if you drove to the earth from the earth to the sun and you were doing 65 miles per hour. I don't know who drives that slow. (laughs) Besides me. (laughs) I would be cruising. I would be cruising to the sun, man. (laughs) That if you took out toward the sun driving... At 65 miles per hour, it take you 163 years to reach the sun. Isn't that something? We don't think about that. You know, we go outside, we look at the sun, we have no earthly idea how far that is. 163 years it would take you to drive to the sun. Yet, you feel the warmth of his beams every day. You've embraced the light of it every day. The plants are nourished from the energy of it every day. Our lives are enhanced from the energy and the rays and the beams. Every day it hits us. Oh man, isn't that wonderful? You start thinking about the majesty and those great vastness, the long distance, but yet it speaks of The greatness, the vastness of God's mercy. As far as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward you. Oh boy, I just love that thought. and I love the way that David put that. I'm sure David looked up as he thought about that. He didn't even have all of the, you know, the aeronautical knowledge that we have, but he knew it was a long way. (laughs) He might not have known how long it would take you to drive there, but he knew it was a long way. And he said, man... So great is God's mercy toward us. And then he also used the distance as far as the east from the west. So far he has removed our transgressions from us. Two points, east and west, going these two directions. Two points that never meet again, never meet again. So it becomes a vast distance, a great distance. And so has he removed our transgressions from us. And then in verse 13, it's interesting because in verse 12, he's talking about these vast distances, the vast distance and space between heaven and earth and east and west. But then in verse 13, 
he contrasts it, and now he emphasizes the closeness and the intimacy of God. I love that. So he took it from these long reaches, and he brings it in, and verse 13 says, he talks about the closeness and the intimacy of God in his fatherly love, in his fatherly love. And this is very rare because normally God is not known as a father in the Old Testament. Normally in the Old Testament, God's known as God. He's known as the Lord God. He's known as the Lord God Almighty. And so he's not normally referred to as father in the Old Testament. It was really Christ Jesus who began to reveal God the great God from Mount Sinai, the great God that was in the pillar of cloud, Jesus began to reveal him as Father. And so that's really where we really get our understanding because Jesus began to call him Father. But here we get a very rare glimpse of God as Father. And it's in Psalms 103. And that's why I love Psalms 103 because it's almost like it's reaching over into the New Testament and it's borrowing and it's bringing it, giving us a glimpse, a foretaste of a time when we would know God as Father. And so in verse 13, it says, Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And so now he takes it from this distant God. He brings him close to let us know that you can now enjoy the Father's love and that as a father pities his children, the Lord pities you, which means you're in his heart. You're in his heart. You're not an object You're not an object. Now you're something in his heart. Now you are his child. So now he develops the tender fatherly love toward us as his children and the closeness and the intimacy of that. I love that because really, like I said, you don't normally get that out of the Old Testament. Out of the Old Testament, you normally were at a distance because of the lightning and the thunder and the you know, all of the glory, you know, so they had to stay away. They were afraid of God. But David is borrowing by the Holy Spirit. He's borrowing something from the New Testament and giving, he's revealing it and opening up as a foretaste. Even in the Old Testament, God couldn't hold his fatherly love. He couldn't quite wait. And so he allowed David to be able to share that one day, that one day we would be able to call him Abba Father. Man, they had never been able to do that. They had never been able to do that. Oh, man. Oh, boy, listen to this. This is over in the New Testament. I love it when the Old Covenant preaches the New Covenant. Over in the New Covenant, Galatians chapter 4, verse 6, it references this. It says, now that you are sons, you can cry, Abba Father, Daddy God. Father, Father, dear Father, or the one I love the most, Papa. You can cry Papa, Papa. Father in Hebrew is two letters, and it's interesting. Father in Hebrew are the first two letters, A and B. Ab, Ab is Father in Hebrew. Ab is Father in Hebrew. And in the Aramaic form, it's where we get Abba which is revealed in the, you know, in the New Testament. But in the original Hebrew, it's A-B. Ab is father in the Hebrew. And now is kind of commonly used in Hebrew 
and Israeli kids will now refer and use Abba as daddy. When they refer or call their dads, they'll use Abba for daddy. But A-B, Ab, in the original Hebrew, is the word father. It's the word father. You can see it in certain words. You can see it even in certain words. For instance, in Abraham, look at the first two letters of Abraham, Ab. He's a father of a multitude. There it is right there. Father of a multitude. There it is. Abba or Ab in the Hebrew. We can see it in Abimelech. A-B. There's that A-B. Abimelech. King Abimelech. Abimelech. That means, translated, my father is king. And he was a king. Isn't that interesting? He was named, my father is a king, and he's a king. King Abimelech. Named Abimelech. And he was king. And that name means, my father is king. Praise God. That means that all of us are named Abimelech because our father is king. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shouting on the inside on that one, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. The Holy Spirit just nudged. He leaned over and told me that one. <laughs> he told me that one while I was standing here. Oh, man, I like that. I love that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My old pastor at Free Street Baptist Church, Reverend Borders, he used to yell out, Thank you, Holy Ghost! <laughs> no, actually, you say, Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> I have updated that to, Thank you, Holy Ghost! <laughs> I have to thank Reverend Borders for that. Oh, man. You never know how you'll affect someone. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And then you see it, you see it in Joab, Joab, there's that A-B. Joab means Yahweh is a father. Yahweh is a father. So there's that A-B, Joab. Check this one out. Absalom, there's the A-B, Absalom, David's son, Absalom, Absalom, Absalom. Watch this, I'm going to slow it down. Watch this, Ab. Shalom, Ab, Shalom means father of peace. Absalom means father of peace. Man, I'm getting chill bumps here. <laughs> but this is father. This is Ab, where we get Abba. Abba, father. Abba, father. Abba, father. Abba, father. And so God provides our sonship through Christ. He provides our sonship through Christ and he assures us of it through the Holy Spirit. And so it's the Holy Spirit in our heart with the spirit of Christ in our heart that cries, Abba, Father, Father, Daddy. And so it's Jesus himself because we're in him and he's in us. And his spirit is the reason that our spirit now relates to him as father. We can call him father because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, he's now our father. He's now our father. He now loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. And we can say, Abba Father, the same way Jesus said, Abba Father. Yeah. Praise God. Listen to this one. So God's purpose in sending Christ was to redeem us, to deliver us from slavery and to bring us in the sonship. So Christ came to deliver us from slavery and to bring us 
in the sonship. So now we're no longer slaves, we're now sons. Well, that happened because of Christ Jesus. That happened because of Christ Jesus. Listen to this, Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Jesus came that we might be made sons. He delivered us from being slaves so that we might be made sons. Praise God. I love that. I love that. I love that. Man, all of that is preaching out of Psalms 103. David was given the glimpse that one day as a father pities his children, God would be our father So he was already preaching the New Testament or the New Covenant message through Christ. It was already leaking out in the Old Testament. I love that. God's grace and God's mercy is so rich and it can't be contained and begins to leak out. And so that's why it starts leaking out. And that's why there's so many pictures of Christ in the Old Testament. It's leaking out. It couldn't contain all of that grace until the New Covenant came. So all through the Old Testament... That's why when Jesus came, when the first thing he did when he was raised from the dead, he showed the disciples himself in the Old Testament. He walked through all the scriptures and showed them, that's me talking about me right there. That's 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 talking about me right there. So the Old Testament reveals Christ. Oh, man, I love that. I love that. And so David reveals the intimacy of the Father. He reveals the intimacy of the Father with his children, speaking of our relationship with our Heavenly Father that we enjoy today. Man, we get to enjoy the Father's love, to rest in the Father's love, to enjoy the Father's love. Not too long ago, the Lord said to me, he said, you know that scripture, pray without ceasing? I said, yeah means we got to pray all the time. I said, Lord, that's hard work. We got to be conscious and we got to. He said, no. He said, you're reading it wrong. He said, all I'm saying is I want to talk to you all the time. You're reading it wrong. Read it through my love. Read it through the Father's love. Read it through the Father's love. All I'm saying to you is I want to talk to you all the time. I want to talk to you all the time. And so David gives us that picture, a glimpse of the intimacy He began talking about the great vastness, the great distance, the east and the west, the heaven and the earth. Now he begins to talk about and a little child sitting on his father's lap. We've been brought close. We've been brought nigh by the blood of Christ to this relationship with our father. We can cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, God, Father, Father, Dear Father, Papa, 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 Papa. Papa, praise God. Amen. I believe I'm going to stop right here. There's one more section and I'm not going to cover it today. I was going to cover it today, but I'm not going to cover it today (laughs) because I just want to conclude with us enjoying Abba Father. Enjoying Abba Father. Enjoying Abba 
Father, the greatest rest you can get is when you rest in his love. When you rest in his love. Oh man, it's the remedy for a tired life. It's the remedy for a hectic schedule. It's the remedy for distress and worry. It's the remedy for feeling worn out. It's the remedy for a hurried, anxious, stressed out life. Resting in the Father's love. Resting in the Father's love. Learn to just put on a little worship music. Just lay in his presence. Kneel in his presence. Lay in his presence. You just enjoy the Father's love. Just quiet time with the Father. When you're just saying, Abba, I love you. Now receive your love from me. Oh, man. Can't you feel that? Can't you feel that? It's the Father's love. It's the Father's love. It's the Father's love. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series on Psalms 103, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. Praise God. Amen. 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 Why don't you just rest a moment in the Father's love? Christian, I'm going to allow you to just play just for a moment. We're going to just rest. Some of you might not have had a little time to rest this week in the Father's love. And so we'll just take a moment to just rest in his love. Just rest in the love. Just allow him to embrace you and hold you right now. David saw it in Psalms 103 that the day was coming. But God would love us the way a father loves a child. He knew it was coming. The Holy Spirit was showing it to him. One day we would be able to cry, Abba, Father, not just a great God, smoke and fire and lightning and thunder. But one day we would be able to cry, Abba, Father, Let him love on you for a moment. You can love on him and allow him to love on you for a moment. Abba Father. Abba Father. Abba Father. Abba Father. Abba Father.
Praise God. Father, we just love you. We receive your love. Thank you for filling us with your peace and your presence. Your love. We love you so much, Lord. Thank you for loving us so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part 8 of the series titled, Psalms 103, by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7960. That's 7960. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7960 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word